It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu Frank, two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed Welcome in to the DNBR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNBR when you sign up for a new account. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley. Let's let's get this out of the way. Our DraftKings pick of the week, AJ. Look, we we delved deep on this one to find the best bet on all of DraftKings Sportsbook for this one, all right? You have to go in. You have to go look hard for this one. Under racing under nascar under their truck series go in there find yourself a man named norm benning and make a bet on that guy yep (laughs) so uh nor look it's all right there's a very specific thing first of all to win the race he's plus one hundred thousand. 
which I don't think I've ever seen a bet with that high of odds anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so just put a dollar down on him to win for the fun of it. If you if it works out, you basically have won the lottery. Um, but also, for a guy who's plus 100,000 to win, he's only plus 1,900 to finish in the top five. So it feels like this is a, there's actually a chance that that old Norm could do this one. I'm a big believer in old Norm. So <laughs> I think, uh, I think honestly, it feels like it feels like the plus a hundred thousand is a mistake. <laughs> uh, they that, added an extra zero there or something. Yeah, yeah, straight up. You need to be capitalizing on that because that's those are absurd odds. What is that even? <laughs> yeah, it it is pretty outrageous that they were actually put the numbers one hundred thousand out there. Yeah. Um so get in there, put your bet down on Norm Benning. And uh, maybe win yourself yeah. some money. Whoever whoever's responsible for making the truck series odds may not have a job in a week. <laughs> if this dude pulls it out, yeah, about to. It's gonna be weird if like a bunch of bets come in and by like tomorrow night, Benning is down to like plus fifteen hundred or something. They realize their mistake. Yes, I'm. I'm hoping so. I shaved my head, Chet. I shaved my face. It was like this on yesterday's show, too. So, you know, it'll grow back like it always does. Uh, on today's show, though, first of all, download the Top Rate DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code DNBR. Get in there. They have amazing odds boost going on right now. But, you know, Norm Benning is the only odds boost you need. So, mm-hmm. jump in there. Oh, plus 100,000. <laughs> right. Exactly right. <laughs> that. Don't need any boost for that that deal to be a good one. But uh, uh, download the top rate DraftKings Sportsbook app now. With 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. On today's show, we're talking around the league. We talked yesterday about the best and worst moves the abs made. That's done and dusted. Today, we're getting the best, worst, weirdest, most interesting moves from around the league this offseason. Should be a fun one. We have some pretty eclectic choices, I think. A little all over the place, but I'm uh, I'm excited. Yeah, we don't know what we... We we don't know what each other picked. Yeah, I I have no idea what AJ picks. So, we're going to... Find out as we go. Uh, I, I guess let's do we just want to jump in with the best ones, AJ? Is that where you want to start? <clears throat> yep, and this is actually the one that I struggled the most with. Um, I really didn't know what to pick for best move. I knew what to pick, but we'll get to mine in a second. So... Uh, I don't know. Are you on the wrong mic? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Or maybe they can just hear it. You said it was raining out? No, oh, no. Yeah, you're on the wrong mic for sure. I don't know why it doesn't. It's so weird, man. There are, time, there are times where, uh, there are times where I roll in here and it's correct, like yesterday. It just auto switches at random yeah. sometimes. Well, 
I mean, that's the that's our luck with technology, I guess. It's so bizarre. But anyway, the best uh, the best move of the offseason mm-hmm. officially. AJ switching his mic now. Yeah, really. <laughs> Um, no, I, so I went with, uh, I went with Winnipeg trading for Brendan Dillon and Nate Schmidt. Right. I kind of, kind of cheated a little bit. Yeah, that's two moves. It's two moves, but th- it's really the same move twice. Yeah. To shore up their defense and. Yeah. Because game. like Neil Pionk has been a revelation for them. Billy Hanel is their top prospect. He's ready to rock. He's NHL ready. Yep. Uh, they've got Logan Stanley in there as well. Dylan DeMello was hurt most of last year. Um, and then I'm, I'm missing one. Uh, Neil Pionk has been really good for them. And then you just hope that Josh Morrissey ever comes close to living up to the contract. He already has, but now Josh Morrissey has help. You know, it's, they've been relying on him as a true top pairing defenseman. And now, with both Dylan and Schmidt there, that could honestly just be a pairing. They could just Drop there you go. Together and ride, there's yeah. there's your new second pairing, and all the other guys move down a, a spot if they wanted to. And I know Schmidt has slipped a little bit, but for the cost of a third round pick, it's just it's it's just such good value. I mean, they give up three draft picks and they got two legit defensemen. I mean. I'm trying to think of a team that got better at their weakest position to the level that that Winnipeg did, and yeah, and you could you could look at what New Jersey did with Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves and make that argument but as well. I'm about to make that argument in a second. So okay, well, <laughs> that was that when I looked around the league, that was the only other that was the only other really strong consideration that I had was those two moves by New Jersey where they just they attacked a big a big sore spot for their organization and didn't really give very much up to do it and look they they look like they're in a whole lot better position now to uh, be competitive in terms of playoff spots yeah, well, and I, that's kind of the difference with Winnipeg, right? Because they were already a team that was either in or flirting with playoff spots over the last couple of years. If yeah. not, if not, you know, depending on Hellebuck pushing potentially deep into the playoffs. So, and that's why I think that what Winnipeg did was that's that's why I think what what Winnipeg did was was so good is because their their top six is one of the five best in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Their uh, their goaltender is one of the five best in the NHL, and now they go from having a bottom ten, bottom maybe even bottom five defense to being middle of the road, maybe a little bit better, depending on just kind of where you wanted to put them. But middle of the road with a high end goalie behind it. Yeah, with a high end goalie and a high end forward forward in front court. of it. Yeah, because we talk high. like yeah. I talk about their top six a lot and how good that is. But when you get into their bottom six, that third line's pretty good too, with guys like Lowry and Cop hanging around. So it's really it's like the Jets. I think have built a really good team, and I think that they are kind of my the right now. I would say that they're my sleeper pick for cup contention. But they're still in a position where a lot of that has to go right. Now, they still don't have a true top pairing on defense, but filling out the defensive depth will help alleviate that problem 
quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little apprehensive to say that they're going to be in cup contention, but this is certainly a team that, let's be honest, six months ago, the entire West was basically Colorado and Vegas on yep. a different tier from everybody else. And Winnipeg has at least thrown their hat into that ring. Yeah, I think I think when we when when you get back into the regular Western and Eastern Conference alignment, uh, you start to look at the Pacific Division is Vegas and a bunch of teams, basically. Probably, yeah. I think probably Edmonton, and then lots of question marks after that. Yep. And then in the Central, it's Colorado, and then St. Louis, Winnipeg, Dallas. I mean, I think Winnipeg, Nashville, Chicago. They're all gonna kind of be in that same tier. Well, I think Winnipeg kind of pushed themselves to the top of that list besides Colorado. But that's where I agree is that I think Winnipeg um, moved for uh, solidified, solidified their position like no lower than, than like second on that list. Yeah. And of course, you you have to play the games. You never know if Hellebuck gets hurt in Game Three, they're screwed. But yeah, well, they did lose the big question. They they have a major question mark uh, at backup goaltender. Yep. Um, they lost uh, Brossois, who was a very very good backup for them the last couple of years, uh, and re- replaced him at the moment. It looks like uh, it's going to be Comrie. Yeah. Who hasn't who hasn't done anything in the NHL. So that's gonna be a problem in those twenty games that Connor Hellebuck doesn't play. It might be fifteen. Yeah, so. they might they might work him hard this year for sure. Their yeah. their third goalie is nothing to speak of either. Um, you never know with Mikhail Burden though. He's a he's a he's he's the guy who kicked the puck a few years ago. Yeah, he's I, he's fun. I feel like you could say that about any goaltender, though. You never know. But Yeah, I mean, it's, you're right. And, like, expectations are not high there. But he's been he's been a guy that's had some success at the AHL level where you could be like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that this guy. At least yourself into it with him, yeah. Yeah, as like, a, as, like, a backup guy who can make a couple of spot starts and keep them competitive. But all right, after that, anyway. Okay, on my side of this... I know I said Dougie, but that's actually a different pick. Um, for best move, for me, it was very, very simple. It was an internal move. Uh, funnily enough, if I had to pick maybe the worst, I guess he's not GM, he's president, right? Ken Holland is president of their hockey ops, not the GM. But somehow he made the best move of the offseason in getting RNH to extend for five and a quarter for eight years. Um, I. I'm absolutely in love with this move. I think RNH is going to be a great, you know, for most of that contract, probably a second liner. If you want to put him up to play with McDavid, you can. He's that that contract probably has value all eight years. Yeah, like even in the eighth year, it's only five million dollars. <laughs> like right, you can, you consider that the cap has probably gone up ten million dollars. Yep, maybe yeah. more. And percentage wise, it's. Just such a low number yeah. by that point. It's like a four per four percent of the cap number at that point, yep. where it's just living up to it. It's just not very difficult. There are going to be 
they're going to be bad defensemen that the Oilers sign. It it's so, just to higher numbers than that. It's crazy to me how he how much RNH gets lost in the shuffle on that team with McDavid and Drysaddle because this is a dude who had two seasons. He almost had seventy points. He had sixty nine points in eighteen nineteen, and then was nearly a point per game player in nineteen twenty. In the shortened year, he had sixty one points in sixty five games. And this dude signed for a little over five million for this this team. He's uh, good, man. That's a sweetheart deal. Yeah, he's it's he's gonna be an, an oiler for life, basically. And you know, I guess getting to play behind and or with McDavid probably didn't hurt him wanting to come back. But we've seen that team struggle mightily with their forward depth for sure. Just, just out of curiosity, uh, with Landeskog and RNH both signing eight-year deals, I and if I wonder if both of those guys finish their careers with the teams that drafted them, I wonder how many times the draft has produced a one lifelong players. Like, just, one yeah, two. yeah, that is. It can't be that often, right? Yeah, now now the pressure's really on for Jonathan Uberdo to sign in Florida. Yeah, give, us a, give us a one, one two, two, three. three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that you're especially, you know, first overall picks. <clears throat> it's not unusual for them to and we'll see, you know, later in their career go other places. But yeah. The thing That's is, the thing, though, is that both of them, yeah, both of them are on eight-year deals until they're thirty-six, and it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> they could both reasonably be done by that point. Where it's yeah. just like, wow, that's so. And it's funny because neither one of them are superstar caliber players, and right. so for them to have just stayed the entire time would be fascinating stuff. Both are pretty clear-cut the third best forward on their teams, so. <laughs> Uh, you know, Landy paid a little bit more for sure, but also a little bit different in how they, they get their jobs done. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't really think about re-signings too much when I, I uh, when I was doing this, but I, 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 I can't argue too much with you. It's a great, it's a great value for them um, that, that it's, they get a really good player. They basically get all of his productive years left. And the price tag just is not exorbitant if he hits the wall at any point. And, and it was just so... At the time, Edmonton hadn't made any other insane decisions this offseason. Yeah, that was like how they started their offseason. Yeah. And it looked like, oh, God, are the, Ed are the Oilers going to figure this out? Which is like the scariest thing imaginable. If they ever actually do. Oh, my God. They're going to figure it out, and they're going to surround McDavid and, and Drysaddle with, with horses. And and then they signed Zach Hyman to a billion years, and we yeah, got Duncan and Keith and Cody Cece. <laughs> they had a really, they had a really strange offseason. They had a really expensive offseason. Yeah, where I think they get a little bit better, but I don't know how much. Just a little all over the place. Yeah, but and the, it, a weird offseason. Um, yeah, that I think when we get to the when we get to the bad part of this, we'll talk about it, but we'll see. Yeah, I, definitely some of those moves were not good. <laughs> we'll we'll put it that way. But 
we do need to hit up Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Lord knows Edmonton fans probably need a drink every offseason. So Breck Brew has you covered for that. Uh, go get yourself one of their eight different beers on tap down at the DNVR bar or head to your local liquor store. Keep an eye out for the Good Company Hard Seltzer. Super delicious. If you can find it, get it. They do move quickly. So you got to find some. Give it a try. It's awesome stuff. And, of course, you can get their beer with their Breck Beer Locator online. And then, you know, if you're looking to make a little bit of of beer money, you can hit up the Ball Corporation as they are currently hiring for their plant down in Golden. You can go to jobs.ball.com or text Golden to 77222 to get an application. Check them out. They're, They're a great company to work for. They give you a living wage. They have decent benefits. You know, they actually treat their employees like human beings unlike some companies out there but you know it's not like you'd be working for eugene melnick or something at least put it that way uh ball is great we we love them over here ball is life true true especially when you play in ball arena um but yeah, they're, they're an awesome company. They will also give you opportunities to advance your career as well. They can provide trainings for things if you have holes in your resume, stuff like that. So they have you covered. Check them out. Get hooked up. They do a bunch of stuff, not just aluminum uh, cans, but even stuff like aerospace industry and, and monitoring uh, resources here on Earth. So a bunch of awesome stuff. Again, jobs.ball.com to apply. And uh when you're making beer money, that means you're also making a little bit of money to sign up for a membership with us here at DNBR, maybe. So jump on the annual membership right now. Uh, it's a great deal. You get a free shirt with it. You get discounts on gear. You get a big beer at the bar. You get to join the DNBR lounge, a bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, yeah, we, we do cool stuff. I know. Is your piece up yet, AJ, about the Avs good, bad off season, or is that coming soon? Uh, yeah, it'll be this afternoon. As soon oh, as we get go. done, uh, as soon as we get done with this show, I'll finish putting, going through and putting all the social media stuff on there. Well, there you go. So, to get a get a membership just to read that piece right there, if you if you want it, a uh, bunch of other stuff coming all off season during the season as well. You know how we work. Check out our stuff. We think it's pretty cool. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Getting into the offseason moves from around the league. AJ, are you ready for your next pick here? Uh, Yeah, we're doing worse now, right? Who's next, yes. All right, so my worst move. Um, I don't think it's going to be on too many people's worst move list, but I have Vegas trading for Evgeny Dadanov as the worst move. Interesting. So let me explain, because I know that there will be some disagreement here. Basically, um, and it's funny, I didn't. I, I packaged two moves in one uh, for my first pick, but didn't want to do it for this one. <laughs> but it's really the combination of what they did in trading Marc-Andre Fleury for literally nothing. They have the Vesna winning goaltender making $7 million. They know that they've got to clean it out. They've got to clean out money because they need to sign Alec Martinez. They need to back up and then they need help at forward. They really badly needed a center. And they gave away Marc-Andre Fleury for literally nothing. The prospect that they got in return, they just bought out. 
um, and put him on unconditional waivers. Oops. So, and they had already agreed to keep him in Chicago's system. They had no interest in the player. They gave away the guy who just won the Besna for nothing. Yep. And then turned around and used that money and traded for Evgeny Dadanov, who was a really, really good player in Florida and was a really, really not good player in Ottawa. But not only that, but his last year in Florida, he declined significantly. And that decline continued last year. This is this is a Stanley Cup contender that has to make every single dollar count. And they traded for a dude with two years left on his deal at $5 million, who is already 32, doesn't address any of their weakness in uh, at center. And at best, you can say, well, Alex Tuck is now lost for the start of the season with a long-term injury. He could take Tuck's spot. Great. So he keeps you afloat in, in, in that spot, but he doesn't address any of your other problems. Your strength of your team was your defense, your goaltending, and your wings. You got worse at goaltender to get deeper at wing. You traded you, you traded a strength and turned it into, I, I don't know, it's not really a weakness, but it's no longer like a heart of their team. They're just the re- a good goaltending team. Now. And the reality is, you know, Chandler Stevenson or William Carlson is still their one C. Right. And the the Nolan Patrick gamble could pay off enormously for them. That could be that could be a downright coup. But until that actually happens, this roll of the dice with 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 Dadanov, and it it's especially that they committed that that he's got two years left on that deal because they are already so up against the cap. They have like 30k in cap space and negative 30k in fact in okay negative 30k jesus and that won't be as big of a deal because of the tuck ltir at the start of the year they can they'll be able to get around that no problem but they they have no space to maneuver throughout the year and do anything else with and dadanov was is is one of the reasons for that they that's five million dollars that they have committed to next year as well that they did not have committed and that's going into an off season where they are they have riley smith matthias yanmark uh, a bunch of their depth forwards but then Braden mcnab nick haig and zach whitecloud all on expiring deals and you keep in mind that this is this is a a prospect pool that is not very deep and is and is not is not going to be able to replace any of those guys on defense, and they just made it much harder on themselves to 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 keep all three. That's half of their defense. I yeah, I don't I don't see any way they can keep Riley Smith if they want to keep their defense as well with with what they've done. Even even if you say Riley Smith is gone, you just drop Alex Tuck in that spot. And or Tadanov. Well, right, but they're locked into six forwards that they're paying. <laughs> Right now, five million or more. If if you replace Smith with Alex Tuck, I guess he's only making four point seven five. But yeah, this team is extremely top heavy. When you compare it to the Avs, for example, who they have some decent deals in their depth there, where both Berkey and Kadri are making less than five million. Mm-hmm. Last year they had Sod as well, and and even 
Look at Dadnov's contract compared to Brandon Saad's contract that he signed in the offseason. Yes, there's more term on Saad, but he's under five mil. Saad is also 28. Dadanov is for 32. Yeah. His decline has been well underway for two years now. Yeah. Now, maybe Dadanov gets to Vegas and being around a bunch of good players again, that boosts that profile and he goes back to being the, the near point per game guy he was in Florida when he first came over from the KHL. Sure. But that's a really expensive and weird bet to make when, again, like wing is already the strength of their roster. Which of Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, John Marchessault, and Riley Smith is he replacing? Yeah. That Okay, so now you've made you've replaced Alex Tuck for those couple of months. All right, when Alex Tuck comes back, now you have a third line, and with Tuck and Dad and I'm great. Like, that's a ton of skill, and that's okay, right? Like, that's all good and well. But Dadanov doesn't play to their to their identity, doesn't play a tough game. He doesn't play a physical game. He's not a grindy, uh, a grinded-out kind of guy. He's, he's more of a perimeter-oriented uh, right. offensive player who has been on a steep decline for two years. It's just well, and there it, were worse moves this year. I agree with you that. Look at, but... You look at the Darnell Nurse contract. You look at the Tucker Pullman contract. You look at the entire Seth Jones thing, which we'll get into. Yeah. You help. You look at the Duncan Keith deal. <laughs> there were there were worse moves, but I think that this one is going to be a high impact problem for Vegas. This the the problem here is they were already so tight against the cap, and they they decided to spend their money this offseason that they freed up on Dadnov and bringing back Alec Martinez. Yeah, and then replacing Fleury with Brassois, who's a really good backup, yep. who's been really good in Winnipeg the last couple of years. Rock-solid backup. I have no issues with Brassois. Their goaltending should be just fine. But it's no longer like that That, that defense has to be nails. Yep. And when you're talking Alec Martinez just got a three-year deal at age 34. Alex Petrangelo is 31. Braden McNabb is 30. Like these, these are some dudes who it's fair to wonder when we're going to see some slippage. And now, without an elite goaltending duo behind them, if they see any slippage from that defense, Vegas is like Vegas should easily run away with the Pacific, no matter what. But how much does does this get Vegas across that conference final finish line? Does it get them into the Cup finals? They should have a, a pretty easy route to at least the conference finals going through the Pacific. Yeah. Does this does this help them get across? I don't think it does. That's why I have it as the worst move. Because it it just doesn't do anything for them. And they've committed assets, money. They they lose flurry for nothing. And this is how they this is how they retool. I just for me, it's a it's a super high impact Mistake. I, I mean, it's this is very much the culmination of the George McPhee and then I guess Kelly McCrimmon as well built team, right? It's there's an argument as to whether they even made themselves better, and beyond that, every time they continue to make these big moves and spend this big money instead of trying to internally promote players and doing so effectively, they push themselves closer to the cliff. Yep, and 
look, yes, you can find teams that take on money for you every offseason, just like they did with Flurry if you have to, but the team's not getting any younger. The team is – is it really pushing towards the cup? If they don't do it this year, is it is that it? Is the window closed? There's an argument that, yes, it is. Well, and, and I think Brad has a great comment here in, in the chat. Like, how much better would they be no, if no dad enough, but they got Phil Deneau? And, like, Phil Deneau is a not a very good offensive player, but he's an excellent defensive center. Yep. And you drop him into I mean, one of those lines, and they – I mean, you put Phil Deneau next to Stone and Pacioretty. Being the, being, the dis- against, yeah. being the distributor that he is, you have, you have a, a line that can give you two-point-per-game guys. Certainly in Max Pacioretty, a guy that can give you 30 goals. And then you have uh, two of the best defensive players at their positions in Deneau and Mark Stone. A total disaster of a line to play against. Just truly nightmarish to go up against. Does that solve their puck in the net problem? Does Phil Deneau solve that? No. It doesn't. But it's so much better because then Chandler Stevenson gets to move gets to move down in their right. lineup into a much more appropriate role where he can actually thrive instead of having to play over his head. Yep. And what Chandler Stevenson did last year was downright admirable. But asking him to do it again, you're asking for a problem. And maybe that's where Nolan Patrick bails them out. But that's what they're relying on. They need Nolan Patrick to bail them out. They need Peyton Krebs to be special, not just really good, but he's gotta he's gotta be the man an immediately, awesome, yeah. Awesome rookie. Yeah. In order in order for them to to make up for this. And this and the second year of the Dadnoff thing, it's just so bad, man. It's bad. You won't hear an argument from me. I think Vegas is teetering on the edge of the cliff, basically. Yeah, they've and it's, this has been an insane run for them. You know, they've got what, three conference finals appearances? Two? Yep. Three, I think. And and a cup finals like they've done right by that fan base. They've gone hard. They've they've they they get there. I mean they they just can't quite seem to break through. And I just don't I just don't think that this helped them get there. And that's why I have it as the worst move. All right, my move is not quite so complicated on the worst side. Sorry. I kept it. I kept it pretty simple. Although I did also skirt the rules, and this is really two moves with one player. Um, the New York Rangers gave up a third round pick to acquire Ryan Reeves, and then extended him for a year because just acquiring for for one year wasn't enough. They needed him for another year, and I just I don't. I cannot comprehend this move for an organization that was so quickly moving in the right direction. And then they (laughs) don't get great years out of Kako in his first two years. They don't get a great year out of Laugh in his first year. And it feels like this rebuild is starting to stall a little bit. Ryan Reeves is the complete opposite of the answer to what problems that this organization had as far as getting over the line to try to get back to, to being a competitive team in the East. I, it just does not make any sense in any universe to me that Ryan Reeves is, is the answer for them 
in in what they needed instead of more opportunity for their kids and and trying to sort out their defense a little bit uh, to round it out. They have great young kids in Fox and Miller. They ended up going getting Nemeth, which will fill in fine for them. But when you're no, a team, you'll be a better fit there. You think so? Yeah. I mean, all right. Either way, to me, it feels like a team that is trying to fight to get back to playoff contention at best is treading water with a move like bringing on Ryan Reeves for multiple years and at worst is actively hurting their forward depth. How interesting is it that Chris Drury has been considered one of the next, like he's been considered like a rising star as a GM was targeted as a GM for a while and yeah, I mean, turned jobs down to stay in New York. Exactly. He has turned down multiple interviews to continue on with the Rangers where he wanted to be GM. And then you look at his first off season and it's like, not great, Bob, man, that's questionable stuff. It looks a lot like when Sackick started. Yeah. Trying to find his feet a little bit. So don't want to give up on Drury yet. Uh, you know, before, games get played, but it's just, and the team's in such a weird spot too. They, they have like 8 million cap space, 9 million in cap space almost left. Yeah. They have a lot of expensive deals to be given out here. They do next year. They're going to have to pay a bunch of dudes, but yeah, that's right. And then they got Sammy Blay too. I forgot the, the Buchnevich deal was just a disaster. Yeah, I mean, they did not have a good offseason yep. in general. It was not great, man. Yeah, maybe if they if they can get the Eichel thing done at some point, it might salvage that. But you still want to see what it looks like. Yeah, I just I I'm sticking with Ryan Reeves as the poster child of that badness because I just don't think that he helps your hockey team in any way, shape, or form. I while I while I do agree that like Ryan Reeves isn't gonna solve any of their actual real legitimate problems. Um, I just have a hard time. And this is the reason why I didn't go with Tucker Pullman. I can't call, I can't call the worst move something that involves a fourth line player. I can, when you give up a third round pick for him and then extend him. (laughs) I understand. I understand that they, Oh God, the six year deal for Barkley Goodrow was, yeah, that was wild. (laughs) Yeah. God, this was not a great offseason for the Rangers. It wasn't. It really, really wasn't. But yeah. So this is where this is this is where I struggle with uh, putting them putting putting a move like this as as worst. But by by no means is that any kind of. <laughs> there's no like, saving the move. Even if it's yeah, the there's. Move. It's like I don't. I don't. I, I won't agree with you that this is that this is the worst move, but. That doesn't mean that it's not awful, awful <laughs> business. Okay, I can I can accept that. <laughs> I can live with that move. Uh, we are brought to you, beautiful people, by Solace Meds. Four different locations in Colorado. It sure seems like Chris Drury might have been hitting him up before some of. The- <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. man, he needs to he needs to chill out on. Uh, 
<laughs> on the solace med runs if he's if he's gonna keep making moves. I hope he's at least getting twenty percent off with code DNVR twenty. You can purchase online for pickup at the local store near you. One in Wheat Ridge, one just a few blocks from the bar, one up in Fort Collins as well. Uh, so they got you covered pretty much anywhere in Colorado. Uh, and when you go to the Wheat Ridge location, you'll also get a free king cone as well when you purchase anything. So hit them up, get your cannabis needs from Solace. And then when you get the munchies, head on over to Hassle Cattle Company. Get your 10% off there with DNBR10. Order any of their amazing meats, whether it be their Wagyu beef burgers, which you can get at the bar, or you know their tomahawk steaks, their ribeyes, whatever, you name it. They have delicious stuff all the way top to bottom. If you get $200 or more, get a little group order going. Or if you're Drew Creaseman and you have like a meat freezer that you can pack all that into, then... Uh, that was the funniest revelation. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have our company Slack channel that we use uh, for communicating... About everything. It's not even just work. Yeah. It's everything. Like, and we'll set up group orders for the whole company. <laughs> yeah, and, and Drew just rolls in and is like, What do you mean a group order? And we're <laughs> yeah. like, so that we get to the two hundred dollars and he's like, I don't need a group order for that. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all just like, Bro, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Got a somewhere in Drew's house is a freezer full of meat at all times must be fully stocked so yeah no kidding so if you got a if you got a meat freezer you can get to 200 by yourself or set up a group order it gets a free shipping either way uh with hassle cattle company.com and then while you're at it hit up green mountain dental group you know if you're a meat eater like myself you got to take care of your teeth uh obviously i've had some teeth problems if you've watched the pot over the over the summer but my teeth are, are good looking now. They look they look nice and clean. They look fresh, you know. So Green Mountain Dental Group will take care of you. If you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush as well to make taking care of your teeth that much easier at home. Uh, everyone who switched says they've loved Green Mountain Dental as their dentist. So check them out. Give them a shot, and you'll probably enjoy it i guess I, it's funny to me to say enjoy dental work because it's still dental work at the end of the day but green mountain dental group they'll they'll make it as easy as possible compared to other dentists uh third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by draft kings sportsbook aj what is boldest move next is that where we're going or is it on brand i forget uh boldest all right boldest moves you or me first let's do you all right so my boldest move is is the one we alluded to earlier i went with the new jersey devils selecting to acquire dougie hamilton for nine million at seven dollars a year seven dollars a year that's seven dollars geez yeah what a that the, the, that's best move if they got it for seven bucks a year somebody, not, somebody not, tell dougie that that's a little bit below minimum wage seven years at nine million dollars there we go uh look this is again more of like an accumulation dougie is the is the big splash they made this offseason uh where I think he could be the piece that rounds out their defense nicely and they should be competitive for a playoff spot, you know, assuming they continue to get good years out of guys like the Hughes brothers, et cetera. Well, um, certainly the Hughes that will play. Well, for them yeah, that's year. true. Um, 
the Luke, Luke will play. Yeah, he'll be in college. But uh, either way, him his year, you know, all of their all of their big forward pieces. They definitely need uh, what's his face, Jack Hughes. Um, yeah. They need Jack Hughes to have he like, needs to the, become a star. Yeah, yeah, they need him to be the break-in. The, the, he can't be. Let's see here. Where was he last year? Uh, give me one sec here. He was a 45 point pace is your top dog. Yep. Can't have that. It's got to be significantly higher than that. But my reason that specifically the Dougie move is so bold is this team's lineup is hardly set at all. The only two players that they are committed to beyond 2023 is Hamilton and his year. Now, a bunch of those are RFAs, so they'll stick around, but they're going to have to pay those dudes. They're going to have to figure out what their organization looks like, and that means building around Dougie on the defensive side. It means mm-hmm. ultimately building around Jack Hughes probably on the forward side. Uh, so this is this is their first big step to move back towards contention. I, I guess if you want to count mm-hmm. that one year where Taylor Hall carried them to the playoffs, but beyond this that, is, it's kind of their second step. They tried this with the PK Subban deal and it didn't go well. Yeah, that, that, I'm kind of counting this as reboot compared to that. But you're correct. Yeah, I mean they've had they had uh, their both first round picks are now in the NHL, right. like like rolling along now. But it's a it's a bold move that they have to continue building around successfully if they want to really get over the hump. As it stands right now, yes, they have good young pieces that need to break out. Yes, they've added an extremely solid piece in Dougie to their defense, but one man a defense does not make. It's not a bad defense, though. I mean, you have you have Dougie. You do still have Subban. You have the criminally underrated Damon Severson. Uh, and then on the left side, you have Graves, Ty Smith, who had a really good rookie year, and Siegenthaler that they got from Washington. Yeah, you're not like that's a solid defense, but again, Subban's gone in a year. Severson's a UFA in two years. Same with Graves. And then Siegenthaler and yeah. Smith are RFAs that same year. So there's right. no commitment to anything yet from this team. Right. And some of these, like, Subban can go. Severson, we'll see. Graves is like, look, he's he's going to be, this is the best hockey that they're going to get out of Graves. Uh, but Siegenthaler and Smith are two guys that, Smith obviously being just 21, uh, those are two cats that they're going to build around. Like, those are guys that they want to actively uh, keep and, and build up their group around those dudes. And obviously Dougie signing a long-term contract yeah, he's... Him, him too. Like it's really like their their defense right now is a they have they now have their number one in Ducky, which is a hard thing to find. And all these other guys can slot in at more appropriate roles. You know, with Subban being just a one year, we'll just see how it goes. Whatever. And good lord, man. Yeah, who, who got on shot outside your house? Like Jesus, dude, what is up? They're coming because Dougie's not that bold of a move. I guess they're coming for me. I don't know, but like, I guess maybe I'm a little gun shy because I I lived through a decade of Avalanche hockey where it's like, all right, you made the big move. Here's the step out to get back to competitive hockey, and then 
what happens when it doesn't come? What happens when they don't have a star forward that really breaks out? If Jack Hughes doesn't become that guy, all of a sudden, yeah, like in the the they have like they got the number one D, okay, and that's not to say that there isn't work to do there. They have they're basically their entire forward course to ask to figure it out. Yep. You know, Heischer, uh, Jack Hughes. You have Andreas Janssen. What's what's going on with that guy? They signed Tatar for a two year deal at four and a half million. Like they've got you know Kolkinen, uh, Shrangovich is is still there. Zaka, Jesper Brat, like tons of young guys. And this doesn't even count in Alexander Holtz and Nolan Foot, who I think are probably going to make that team. So I think that I think that it's still just going to be a. This is determined by how good the young guys are. Um, but but and will will Dougie be any good? Right. Dougie's best years, get good. Dougie's best years on this contract are likely in the next two to three years. Right. If if it takes them four or five years to find their footing, all of a sudden you're paying Dougie nine million dollars and he's thirty three yeah. on your yeah. second or third pairing and yeah, and the other question is, is how good is Mackenzie Blackwood? They got a really good backup for him and Jonathan Bernier. They paid a premium for him. Uh, but with Blackwood, that's the guy that they need to step. He needs to step forward, too, at 24. So we'll see. Like, yeah, we'll see. it's it's not it's not a bad team, but it's a team that there's no confidence that they're going to make the playoffs. But they should be competitive. They should be watchable. I'll say that. They should be watchable. I, comparing, I guess, comparing it to, say, last offseason, where the big defensive splash was Vegas going out and getting Petrangelo for a similar number. And adding him to a cup contender. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you look at that and you say, okay, that makes them real cup contenders. Whereas with New Jersey, you're making that big splash to maybe compete for the playoffs. Feels bold to me. Thank you for the super chat, uh, Chad. $20. That's extremely generous. Very much appreciated. I'm working on my, my hand heart. Yeah. You got to get it in shape. Yeah. <laughs> a little off center. Yeah. <laughs> got to get it. Got to get it back into use. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah. All right. That's enough about mine. AJ, what's your bold move here? I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> Seth Jones, dude. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big one for sure. Seth Jones, Chicago basically said, uh, "We've got Kane and Taves. We've committed to continuing to build around those guys. We got rid of Duncan Keith. We went and got Seth Jones' brother. That should help him want to resign, right?" Lol, 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 lol. <laughs> and then they traded the farm for him. They multiple first rounders, Adam Bulkfist. Like that's they went hard. For Seth Jones, and All then gave him a her. massive deal. Yeah, that deal is outrageous. <laughs> so that's a bold move. Um, I know a lot of us have been like, "Ooh, not great," but we'll we'll see how it goes. I want to see what Seth Jones does away from Tortorella. Yep. Not to. I'm not insinuating that Torts was his problem. I'm just saying I want to see how it goes. It wouldn't be the first, wouldn't be the last person that Torts grinded on. We'll put it that way. And especially um, especially in under Jeremy Colleton, who has coached a system in Chicago that has just bled chances. 
So I want to see what happens. I think the Blackhawks could be a problem this year, especially because Flurry is going to play for them. I yeah, we've talked about this a little bit before, right? Uh, Chicago's absolutely a team that if Flurry plays well, if Jones lives up to the hype, all of a sudden they're competitive in a central division that maybe isn't the best. Yeah, um, I mean if Flurry gives a if Flurry plays to the caliber that he did last year. There's yeah. a problem. Big problem. Yeah. I think at that point. But but the other side of that coin, if Flurry's just okay, if Seth Jones doesn't return to his form of three years ago and they're locked up into that dude for nine and a half million for eternity, they're in trouble. Yep. <laughs> and, and I think that's the big danger of this move to me. Kane and Taves have two years left on their deal. And that's it. They might re-sign whatever, but they're only committed for sure to Kane and Taves for another two years. Right, but then they get even older at that point. Right, they're not getting any younger, and they're still locked into Seth Jones forever. There's, it's easy to see how this move could backfire on them. Yeah, but, but it's also easy to see. It's easy to see where Seth Jones bounces back, becomes the man, and lives up to his hype. And you're like, wow. We look back on this in a couple of years. It was like, all right, well, that went well. I. Yep. That's that's why I think it's a. That's why I would say it's a big old bold move because they. They're rolling the dice that this goes the way that they envision, and they they bet the farm on it. So, I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm ex- I'm excited to see how it goes. I think Chicago is going to be interesting to watch this year. They they aggressively retooled, got older, got more expensive, and uh, all for what for what? Like they might make the playoffs and lose in the first round at best case scenario right now on paper is probably a second round exit. I think that, so, I think they should be ecstatic if they make the second round. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's because I'm, I'm saying what if flurry goes crazy here? Sure. 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 And uh, Seth Jones lives up to it. Right. And you have, you have Kane and Taves has a reasonable bounce back. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't I don't I don't think they're good enough to go much further than that, but a second, you know, if they go second round exit and then what Flurry retires? I guess. Like he walks in free agency, like what happens? Yeah. I I that's where that's where I'm kind of like all of this in service of what? But right. Seth Jones move, I I love when teams push their chips to the middle and they go for it. Even if I don't like the move, even if I don't agree with it or anything, I I love when teams get bold when the, when At they least get bold. Tried. Yeah. yeah, and they say and they say, you know what? Um, let's do this thing. I'm all about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really quick, the Barry Colts officially signing Avs first rounder Oscar Olauson. Uh We talked about how the Avs yep. may have had a numbers problem of forwards in their AHL system, so not a huge this- surprise. This this is good for everybody involved. This is fine. Yep. I didn't really have a super strong feeling if he went to the OHL versus the Allspins gone. I'd prefer I'd prefer him being on North American ice. He is. He's in the OHL. Go do your thing, big dog. Good luck. Gives me a reason to 
spend way too much money on the OHL package again, I guess. Yo, tax write off. <laughs> yeah, tax write offs aren't cash, though. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to do that stuff anymore, That's but true. it's like. Well, and hopefully this year it's they get their shit off New Ellion and it's a little bit cheaper, but. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, we've gotten this question a couple of twice now from the same person. Why is the Ryan Reeves mood bad move bad if he's a good four checker and can protect young guys? Look, is it the is it the contract or lack of offense? Protecting young guys is a myth, buddy. Yeah. Um this is a thing that hockey people talk about, doesn't exist. There's no there's no such thing in the NHL anymore as a deterrent for laying guys out. I remember people used to talk about Nikita Zadorov. Oh, they don't want to do that because then Zadorov, blah, 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 blah. I remember distinctly Nikita Zadorov being on the ice when Nathan McKinnon got his shit rocked in Washington. Nikita Zadorov didn't do a damn thing about it. And even if he had done a thing about it, it doesn't undo what had already happened. McKinnon had still gotten his shit rocked. It's just not, it's just not a thing that exists anymore. Uh, back in the day, it, when when every team had guys that were uh, that were paid exactly for that, it made a lot more sense. But Ryan Reeves is a relic. He's a bad hockey player that doesn't that doesn't right. do anything anymore. He doesn't have the skill to play in the modern game. His forechecking ability is a dime a dozen. The Avs have a million dudes who can do that. Logan O'Connor, TJ Tynan. Yeah, the Darren Darren Helm is gonna is going to forecheck. With a similar effectiveness, despite not being some of monstrous, some of those dudes making over a million dollars less than what the Rangers actively extended Ryan Reeves for. Right, they gave him, they gave up a third round pick and gave him a new contract, and he's he's one of the most limited players in the entire league at what he's what he's useful for, and most of his usefulness comes anecdotally. It's the it's the people who make the argument of, oh, he'll protect their young players. Really? Is that why Lafreniere and Kakao haven't been any good in their in their combined three NHL seasons? Is it because they didn't have a protector on the team? I don't like I don't I don't for me this is just a nonsense concept these days. It was something that ten or fifteen years ago I understood a lot more. I didn't like it, but I understood it because every team had guys like that. And so you needed a guy like that. You were missing something if you didn't have it. Now, there's one guy like that in the league at this point, and it's Ryan Reeves. Tom Wilson's an actual NHL player. Last year, Reeves had three fights. That's it. You're paying a guy $1.75 million to, at most, fight three times. It's just not useful. And and when you look back, look at the start of Reeves' career. It made a ton of more sense. His first year in the league, he fought 13 times because there were enforcers in the league. It was a thing that every team had. These dudes fought. Teams in the modern game realized, hey, maybe instead of having a fighter take up a roster spot, we have another skill player and we score more goals or we yeah. prevent more goals. And now I think even like the the – biggest team in the league i think someone fought like five times last year and that was the most fights for any one player yeah and it's not that it's not that teams don't need to be physical you clearly need to have some level of physicality to be effective it's just that you need to combine physicality 
Yeah, it's just that. with skill. You need to be a good hockey player. You need to be able to play. And in Ryan Reeves' career, you look at his on-ice results. He, he has never come close to being a positive possession driving player. Yep. And early on in his career, he was he was at least you could at least say shot suppression was taking place. It's not anymore. He's now bleeding chances defensively. So, and that's on a great defensive team in Vegas. So he doesn't drive any play. He doesn't provide you with any kind of offense other than he stands around and he throws pucks either at the net or pucks bounce off of him and into the net once in a blue moon. Thank you for the question, by the way. There is no reasonable argument that he is an effective NHL hockey player anymore. The only... The only conversation that you can make or only argument that you can make in his favor is that you think that he is he he's an effective goonish type guy. I'm gonna turn this entire fan base against me, but Cody McLeod's bottom six ability was wildly overrated. It was. Just a fact. I know everybody loves him here in Colorado and he was wore the A and uh some dark days for the abs, but yeah. especially in the last couple of years of his career here, it was. Well, the thing about Cody McLeod is that he was a willing fighter, but he was a bad fighter. Yeah. Didn't have the size really. Couldn't really uh, hang with too many guys in the league. When it He's a great dude fighter. though. Oh, Love, an awesome guy. Well, I'm sure Reeves is an absolutely great dude too, but he's just doesn't have NHL caliber skill. Are we sure? No, but I'm not going to, to call him an asshole when I don't know him at all. <laughs> That's what I'll say. I don't know. I'll give him. I'm, the not, I'm not calling him an asshole. I'm just saying I don't know him. I'll at give all, him so. the benefit of the doubt that he's a good dude mm. because I don't know him. All right? I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> he would. He could definitely beat the shit out of me. Given given dudes <laughs> the benefit, given dudes the benefit of the doubt is just a mistake. It's just over the last few years, it's like yeah. uh, been proven wrong enough times. I just don't want to keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll stay. I'll stay in the pocket of the people that I've met and have opinions on. Fair enough. All right, let's get to our uh, most on-brand moves here as we wrap up the show a little bit. Most on-brand. Um, I'll start off with mine, and I've got uh, the Dallas Stars signing Ryan Suter. Yep, the old dude out there. <laughs> there was an old guy on the market, and Dallas not only had to have him. But gave a 36-year-old defenseman a four-year deal. Four years. <laughs> For a dude who had an injury last year or two years ago that it was like they weren't even sure if he was going to ever be able to skate again. <laughs> and they gave him four years. P.S. They also gave him a full no-movement clause. Yep. On a, on a 35-plus contract. That pays him three six five per year. Yeah, so, so they have to they, eat the whole thing on a buyout. Yeah, they can't. They can't buy him out. He needs to one hundred percent be a good, good defenseman the entire four he years. Be forty in that last year. <laughs> okay, bud. So, where's the retirement home in Dallas? I don't. I. They're just going to build know. one next to the stadium or what? At <laughs> this point, it's becoming the arena. Yeah, true. They just live there. There you go. 
It's just right next to their locker room. They just <laughs> go across the hallway. No, that's actually that's actually uh, their arena is still a little old school. The uh, the abs have to come onto the ice through the tunnel. Yep. They, there isn't like a direct access from the locker room to the bench. Yep. They actually have to like they have to come out of their locker room, like wander halfway around the arena, then come out through the tunnel. It's so stupid. Yep. There's a couple buildings still like that where they don't have. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to go all the way across the ice to go down the tunnel and sit right on the bench. But, backup goalies don't get to sit on the bench. Yeah, they they have to sit, sit on by the themselves, chair. Yeah. Like in the lonely spot. Yeah. It's so AHL. Every time I see it, I, I just think about the time that I was I was in Houston uh, for Phil Silve's last NHL or AHL game of his career, and I heckled him so badly <laughs> oh, that he called security on me, and I felt awful about it because I was just like, and I was like wearing an abs jersey at the time, and so it was like I don't know. It was I'm supposed to be rooting for you. He had he'd gotten he'd gotten totally lit up. Yeah. Um, he gave up three or four goals in the first period, and they were like, "Jesus, this guy's horrible." Yeah, and they they pulled him, and that was the last time he ever played in North America. Blame AJ for that one. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> on me. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. I. I don't really have any argument with that on brand. My on brand is literally just the Calgary Flames. Yeah, they did nothing. Their only move, their only move this offseason was signing Blake Coleman. They did nothing else. Oh, come on. They got they got Zadorov. <laughs> okay, that's true. They did get Zadorov. And just but, signed him. Yeah. To 3.75, was it? Something like that, yeah. One year. One year again, yeah. The, this was a team that we talked about going into this offseason as <laughs> someone that needed to do something bold, whether it was try and improve or blow it up or whatever. Yep. And they absolutely lived up to their hype of being in the Calgary zone forever yep. and never escaping it. <laughs> yep. Like... Didn't do anything meaningful. They were just like, "Nah, we're good. We'll take it. We'll take our chances." Yeah. Alrighty. Good luck. And they're they're gonna have Blake Coleman until he's thirty five, and it's just. It's definitely weird that it was like, "This is what we need." Yep. This we're gonna we're gonna answer. we're gonna lose Mark Giordano and replace him with. Nikita Zadorov, and then we're going to add Blake Coleman to our forward core. I guess that, and they're just going to run for backup goalie. Yeah. What in the world are you doing, Calgary? Oh my gosh. Phil Silva played for the Hamburg Freezers. <laughs> Dope. I just, what a name. <laughs> <laughs> they better not have a dope logo. You know they will, and you we're gonna regret it because we didn't have it in our logo draft. It's pretty cool. Ah, uh, uh, it's not that cool. It's not. I don't. I don't want to put it on my list, but I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> Dude, anyway, there's some cool logos in this German league. Hold on. <laughs> Got a scorpion in there. Ooh. 
I got another uh, another polar bear. I missed out on a third polar bear <laughs> to put on my list. That should have been it. It should have been polar bears. <laughs> I sh- you should have gone with polar bears, and I should have gone with animals eating hockey sticks. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm glad I won the lo- the logo draft. Can't wait to do the logo draft again next year. Yeah, there we go. Make it a tradition. Yeah, next August. Let's do it again. <laughs> All righty. Any final thoughts on the offseason here? AJ, is please like and subscribe to the YouTube. Helps us out a bunch, y'all, especially the like button. Gets us out there to people. If you like us, you want us to get more people watching us, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, final thoughts. I, you know, there were a lot of things that happened this offseason that made me go, hmm. <laughs> Um, I'm excited to get, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready yet, but it will be fun to see how these things go on the ice. How, look, does all of Calgary's roster have a bounce back at the same time? And Blake Coleman puts them over the top and he becomes, he becomes the, the, the new Pat Maroon where the cup just follows him around. (laughs) Who knows? That's why they play the games, right? That's why they play the games. Everything that we think we know today. I put myself out there saying Dadnov is the worst move of the entire offseason. That dude's going to have 75 points and make me look like a dumbass. <laughs> that's uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. This is how I really feel what Brad said is that teams made a lot of moves and I don't know how many of them actually got any better. I mean, that's what the, the like, saying b- if, if you ask me who has the best offseason, it's probably Arizona. Yeah, just taking on picks to pick yeah. up whatever. It's probably take. Arizona because they they came in with no prospect pool and no draft picks, an old, an old expensive and bad roster, and they capitalized on everything. They they went after every every bad contract they could get their grubby little hands on, they went for. And they I mean they did all kinds of work. Well, what's the saying I goes, love it, sometimes but the best move you can make in free agency isn't one. Yeah, especially in free agency. Yeah, man. Yeah. But I, it's if I think that the best offseason is a team that's probably going to finish last in the NHL, it's like, uh... <laughs> It was a rough year. It was a rough yeah, year. and like, I, I disagree with our commenter. I think Edmonton's going to miss or make the postseason, assuming goaltending is just even league average, I think they'll make it. I think they got better. But the thing is, is that they locked themselves into so much of that roster for a long time that I don't know where they can improve beyond this a whole lot. Yep. You know, like, like Darnell nurse gets a huge amount of money and okay. He's a, he's a good, he's a good NHL player. That contract is dumb. But, you know, we see guys get overpaid all the time, but it's just, I don't know. I I think Edmonton is going to be, like, solid. Well, especially in a weak Pacific division, too. Yeah. But are they cup I contenders? Think, I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that they're cup contenders, but I think that they're going to be fine. But the moves that they made, they went out and they spent a ton of money. And Risto actually was another thing that I considered for worst move of the offseason. Yeah, that one 
Philly did a bunch of weird shit this offseason. I almost put the Ryan Ellis deal as my best move, and then the the Risto move is my worst move, but I didn't want to make this all about the Flyers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Flyers had a weird, weird offseason. Dude, so weird. (laughs) So weird. Yeah, I... I don't know. When we get into team previews, I think that'll be fun. Um, I will. I do want to. Um, just a couple of people have asked us, and I think it's the last two years, three years, two years. You and I have done the big league wide fantasy drafts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we haven't talked about doing it, but I guess if there's interest, we if, can. If thirty two people want to do it. We still have the server up from last year. Yeah, I, keep, I, I keep wanting to take it down because I try and keep my servers. I just have uh, all my dead ones buried in a folder at the bottom. Yeah, I <laughs> I just leave them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like it. So um, I would want to I would want to redraft and redo all of that. And, you know, I would want to people who are is still in that server. um you guys can always just give us, drop us a message and be like, Hey, I'd like to do it. And we can just kind of start building it from there. Um, and then we can, we can talk about the parameters and what we're going to do. I know in the past we've just made starting lineups and stuff. So yeah, I'm not doing a full 20 team, 20 player draft. (laughs) For the, 32 teams, our, our no. starting lineup I, took like four hours. I don't time. have 15 <laughs> hours to devote to yeah, this. Right. I, I should say I do, but I'm not going to give them to you. <laughs> um, but definitely a starting lineup and and maybe a little bit beyond there. So, um, DNVR Abs account, you can contact us there, or also you can contact AJ directly on Discord if you're a a lounge member, which will probably give lounge members priority for this anyway. Yeah. We probably, yeah, I think that's smart. Anyway, let us know if you guys are interested in that stuff, just because, um, you know, if we get, if we get the interest, then I guess we can run it back and do it again. It's always a good time. It's always a fun way to spend a day. So it's a blast. So, Keep your eyes peeled for that. Let us know if you're interested. Uh, We are out of here for the day. Hope you all enjoy it again. Like and subscribe on YouTube. The like button especially gets us in the algorithm. Gets people, uh, gets people seeing our videos. If you want more abs fans out there, more DNVR fans, that's the way to do it. Uh, We are off for the weekend, but we'll be back on Monday. Who knows what news there will be, if any. Maybe we'll we'll have some more fun. Maybe we'll get yeah. more serious topics. Could be anything. Talk all about Peter Budai becoming a development coach for the Avs. Yeah, could be fun time. Um, anyway, we'll see you there. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase.
Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.